0: Bismillah ar rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Wa Ali alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Allahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad Wala ala sayyidina Muhammad Kama salli'ta ala Ibrahim Wa ala ala Ibrahim Inneka hamidun majid Allahumma Alhimna marashida umurina Wa a'idhina min shururi anfusina well, Allah Tabaruk defined and described a woman in Quran, especially that woman who is meant to be a husband, a wife for a husband, a woman is meant to be a mother for a child, a woman is meant to be a daughter for a father. Allah Tabaruk Tala made one mention of one special quality of a girl, a woman. Allah Tabaruk speaks to the men, he says, I have made for you your spouses. Litaskunu ilayha." so that you, O men, can find sukoon in the woman that has been made for you. A unique quality of a girl, of a woman, which is one thing which the world around us, the devil world, is trying to pull away, is that the woman was always going to be meant to be a cause of solace, help, aid. The woman herself was not supposed to be the one doing the work and then looking for support. There was supposed to be somebody else doing the work, And when that person comes home, he was going to look for someone to give him support. When Allah made the place of the woman at home, it was that whoever goes outside becomes so fed up, so tired, that when they come home, they want to come home to an environment where they find that everything is happy. Someone is smiling. The area is laid out. Whatever pressure and tension there was outside, the person in the house is going to take it all away. I will give you in this few minutes an example of a woman in Islam who did this. From her we can learn a lot of lessons. And may Allah Tubarak ta'ala, let it be that she becomes a role model for all of us. This is that woman who Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would call my mother after my mother. Very few people in history or very few people in the books of history have made a lot of mention about this woman. It seems she always played such a hidden role in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that hardly you would find mention being made of her. Whereas she was the most important from the beginning till the end. Historians have written perhaps she was there when Nabi sallallahu alayhi breathed his first and she was there when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi breathed his last. She was there at every time and occasion that he cried when he lost someone in his family who was close. She was that support when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi whenever there was no one else around. It was this woman. Baraka was her name, but she became famous later on. with the name Ummu Ayman. But so unique was her ability to hide herself. She was so strong, she was so important, and she was so unnoticed. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam's father is Abdullah When he passes away, historians have written He leaves behind five camels A herd of sheep An expensive sword Silver jewelry And this slave Baraka. She was about 11 or 12 years old when Abdul Muttalib He purchased her, her for the house In there we just go off the topic to understand that slavery in the past how it was. And Alim wrote very nicely. He said there were two types of slaves. One was the slave. With the man who was the owner of Bilal radiallahu anhu. Khabbab bin Arat radiallahu anhu. Sumayya radiallahu anhu. They also had masters. But their masters were brutal. Their masters were evil. When their masters could not get what they wanted to It did not pain them in the least, but to see the slave in front of them scream in pain. So Mayya radiallahu anha, what her master's heart was, like a rock, that he allows a person to take a rope and tie one to her one leg and to the leg of a camel, and then another rope to one leg and the leg of the camel, and then the two camels are hit to run in opposite direction. Just to hear that today, to think what she went through in that last moments, But what was that master? He had no heart. When the master would see Bilal radiAllahu and suffering, suffering, no heart. Then they wrote, and there were other type of masters. There was a master like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There was a master like Abdullah, his father. There was a master like Abdul Muttalib. When a slave would be brought in their house, First thing they would give the slave a title It was called mola. Mola means the one who is very close to me Today when we say Mawlana so and so Mawlana comes from that same word walia. Walia means to be close That word Mawla and for the girl molat. Just that word itself was to say to the slave You are not a slave in my house You are as close to me as my child It was these slave girls and slave boys when they were shown that love which a person normally shows to his child, later on when they grew up, they were able to give back to the very families who had given them so much of love. When she was 11 or 12 years old, in the house of Abdul Muttalib, she found unique love. She was not treated as a slave, she was treated as a mawlaat. Why I have to mention this here? Allah forgive us all. South Africa was not the best land for us to grow up. Where we did and we have to accept, we have grown up with a feeling of greatness over others around us. There is something that prevents us linking up with others of different color, which, if you go around in the world, you will find others don't have this feeling. For other people to eat from the same plate, as long as both are united on Iman is very easy. For me, and you to eat from the same plate is very hard. No one is saying change immediately, natures can never change. But to understand how far we are from what was the original sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu To never make excuses, to never try to prove what we're doing is right. The more love that we will show our workers in the house will result in those workers having love for us and Islam later on. Ayman was 11 or 12 years old Abdul Muttalib showed her the love of a father because of which she becomes a die hard for Abdullah and Amina Abdullah is married to Amina binte Wahab she is like the princess of the Banu Zuhra tribe Ayman is given Abdullah passes away when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is still in the womb of his mother Ulama have written, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is born, Amina plays the role of a mother. Umm Ayman plays the role of the father. She was going to make sure he would never feel that he is missing something in his life. She was there on every occasion. At the age of six, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's mother Amina, she desires that I want to take my son to see the grave of his father. But she will not say to him where we are going Abdullah is buried near Medina Munawara. So the journey is made After visiting the grave On the way back they reach a place called Abwa At Abwa Amina gets fever A very high fever With Amina it's only Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And Umm Iman. The caravan that had taken them in that direction is gone it is two camels, it is two individuals and a young child. And Amina gets a fever. When Amina sits down and she feels that this is my end, she holds the hand of Ummah Aiman, And she says, I ask you one thing, that let difficulty never ever come to this child of mine. The love that Abdul Muttalib and Abdullah and Amina gave to Umme Eman when she was young, she was now going to return all that love to Rasulullah sallallahu When the world speaks about a mother, when the world speaks about a daughter, when the world speaks about a woman, really the woman of Islam is the one who gives love and the one then who pays back with love. If today you are the mother or the mother-in-law, show so much of love to your daughter or daughter-in-law, whether they are right or they're not right, you have to be the one giving love. If you can give so much love, a day will come when so much love will be given back. The whole world today is fighting about why someone is not doing for me. In that glorious era at the beginning, everyone was making an effort that they were doing for others. He says, let difficulty not come to this child of mine. For their own hands, Ummay Amen digs the grave. With her own hand, she has to put Amina in the grave. With her own hand, she has to close the grave. With that very hand, she's hugging Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa If she wanted to, at that moment, she could have just stood up, jumped on the camel and carried on life. They showed her love she was going to pay back with love. She will make the journey back with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa six years old. He will come to his grandfather Abdul Muttalib. His grandfather says, Where is my beloved son Abdul? Where is my, son, my beloved daughter in law Amina? She says, This very hand that carries your child is the hand that buried your daughter. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is looked after by Abdul Muttalib. At the age of eight, Abdul Muttalib is now 120 years old. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is eight years old. Historians have written, that he was at the head side of Abdul Muttalib When Abdul Muttalib is breathing his last For him it wasn't easy Because he just saw his mother two years ago Again they say Who else was standing at his head So that when he was going to look For a shoulder to cry He was going to find It was Umm Iman again A mother after his mother So he cries and he cries and he cries Abdul Muttalib had made a wasiyat Before passing away that from all my sons, I think Abu Talib will be the best. He says to Abu Talib, this is not just a nephew coming in your house. I want you to treat him even more than, with more love than you treat your own son. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam enters the house. The wife of Abu Talib is Fatima. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would say later on when she passes away, she was musharraf bil Islam. Allah blessed her with the Islam. On her demise, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam took out his kurta. He said, use the kurta as a coffin." And then in her grave, before they could bring her body, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi himself got in the grave. And instead of just sitting in the grave, he lied down in the grave. I want you to think about this. He lies down, like how a person is buried. After coming out of the grave, someone asked her, what a thing you did. One is your kurta as a coffin. One is you lie down in the grave. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, after Abu Talib... The most favor that anyone has shown to me is the wife of Abu Talib. She says, Wallah, she treated me like a mother. He was losing another mother today. He says, I took out my kurta. Because I said, Allah, I am not putting not a kurta of of, of this world on this person. I am rather already putting on her the robes of Jannah. He said, I am giving her the hullah of Jannah from here already. Go with my kurta. She said, I lie down in the grave so that the grave will see me lying down. And it will say that there must be no difficulties of the grave of this individual. Again, when Nabi ﷺ, said, when he has lost a mother, after his mother, ulama have written, where is he going to cry? Again, they say he cries by Umm iman. Finally, Rasulullah ﷺ's nikah is made to Khadija radiallahu anha. On the marriage of Khadija radiallahu anha, Nabi sallallahu sallam now calls Ummah Iman and says, oh my mother, you were with me forever from the beginning. Now that I got married, I think now you can get married also. Yeah. I want you to think of that wording. Look at how she remained. She also had desire. She also could have thought before this, I need to get married. She had one child in front of her who needed to be looked after. She had made a promise to the mother that let difficulty not come to this boy because of which she sacrificed all her desires. We have entered a world today that majority are those who die for their desire. Very few are those who say a time will come where Allah will fulfill my every desire. i got a few days in this world. Let me break my desires. She broke her desire to be in the khidmat of Muhammad ﷺ. Nabi sallam صلى now says to her, he looks at Khadija ﷺ, he is newly married. Umme Iman is there. He says to Khadija radiyallahu anha, pointing to Umm Ayman. Remember, from the time Umm Ayman was there, Abdullah disappeared. Then Amina disappears. Then Abdul Muttalib disappears. Then Fatima disappears. Then Abu Talib disappears. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa looks at Umm Ayman and he says to Khadija radiyallahu anha, Wallah, today not a single person is left of my family except her. She's the only one left. Sir, so I saw all of them going. From there we learn another lesson. That Nabi saw a lot of people pass away in front of him. A lot of tears he had to give. At such an age he would see them being taken one after the other. But it did not mean that he was being punished by Almighty Allah at all. Rather for the training that was to be given to the greatest of mankind. Allah has his own systems. If we go through some difficulties in life. We must always think about there were people before us who were also tested. How they survived those tests. And how on the every cheer Allah was writing a new revolution. On our cheers, may Allah make it, revolutions can also be written. Ummah Iman is now told by Khadija radhiyallahu anha. Now will you please get married? She said, why must I get married? And what a sentence she says. She says, can a mother ever separate from her son? if I have to get married, another man will take me. This is my son. But then Khadija radiallahu anha says, but he's married now, he'll love you. He says, if he wants me to get married, then I'll get married. Who must I get married to? And a person is chosen. He lives in Medina Munawwara. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is still in Makkah Mukarramah. So she goes with her husband. Her son Ayman is born, because of which she gets the title Ummu Ayman, the mother of Ayman. A few years later, her husband will pass away. She'll come back to Makkah Mukarramah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam later on again he wants Umme Ayman to get married. Now she's a woman. She's from Habsha, Abyssinia. She's a woman with a child. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has to make one i'lan, one i'lan to find a husband for this woman. He says, Whoever it pleases, man sarrahu ayyatazawaja imratam min al jannah. Whoever wants to marry a woman from the people of Jannah, then they should marry Umm Immediately, the adopted son of Rasulullah, Zayd ibn Haritha, sallam, says, I am ready to marry her. Zayd bin Haritha is 10 years younger than Rasulullah. Umm Ayman, when she was purchased, she was 12 years old. When Nabi Sallallahu sallam, is going to be born, most likely she would have been at least about 13, 14, 15. So between her and Zaid radiallahu anha, there will be definitely a gap of about 20-25 years. That was not going to stop the individual when hearing this is a woman of Jannah for forgetting all stories, all customs, all questions, all what will people say, all that I need a girl who's younger than me. Whenever they found deen, deen was the most important thing. After that they made everything else compatible, but deen was important. And from this marriage, the great Sahabi radiallahu anhu, Usama bin Zaid radiallahu anhu is born. In the hijrat that took place, the first hijrat, historians have written only four women, twelve men and four women went for the first hijrat to Abyssinia. Umm Ayman was there. Why she went for the hijrat? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to her, I want you to be a khadima. I want you to go in the service of my daughter Ruqiyah. Umm Ayman was the khadima. She ready to leave and go to another land. She goes in the second hijrat. It is the hijrat to Medina Munawwara. At that time, because Zayd bin Haritha cannot make it, he is already gone to Medina Munawwara. Umayman has been left behind in Makkah Mukarrama. One day she decides, I am now going. The journey is dangerous. If they find women on that part, especially Muslim women, they are ever ready to take their honor. A woman with one small child, Ummah Aiman makes a journey through the deserts. Alone she makes this journey. They say she reaches a place called Roha. In Roha, because she has no food, no water, the little that she got is being used on Usama. She starts feeling thirst on her lips. After the thirst comes, then it starts getting hot, then you die. When the thirst becomes severe, Umm looks up towards the sky. What lesson we learn from this woman is, that woman who understood my role in this world is not to be noticed, but it is to be a source of solace and sukun for the one that I was created for. She looks up to the sky at the time of need. In the books of Sirat it is written, From the heavens, Some ulama have written from the highest place of Jannah which is known as Pilliyeen. The most high place, Allah sends down a bucket. The bucket, the liquid in the bucket is white, white, white. Perhaps it is water but the color. And there is a rope with it which is extremely white. Umm Eman anha later on would explain. She said, I drank from that bucket on that day. She said, now if I fast in the hottest days of Medina Munawwara, I do not ever, ever experience thirst. She was going to be given the sup of Jannah. But when she looked at the sky, but what was she? She was the Khadima of Islam. She was a woman who gave a message to the woman of the world. Even if you're not noticed, even if you're not known, you have been created for one purpose in this world. To be a source of solace to the people around you. She made sure till the ending. This was the beginning and the end of her mission. Even when marriage came, it was not going to affect this. I have to be that shoulder for others. Rasulullah gets the news Ummu Ayman has made the hijrah. He comes from Medina Munawwara running. Think of the scene. The Nabi of Allah is running to an old woman. Some of the people of Medina are wondering, who's this woman you're running to? But Nabi Muhammad will say, my mother, my mother, my mother. He comes to her, he kisses her on the forehead. He says, you have come so far alone. Then he looks at her feet on the journey, what had happened to her legs, how it had become swollen, the dust. I want you to think of this. Will ever the books of Sirah show something like this? The Rasul of Allah sallallahu is on his knees and is wiping away the dust from Ummah Eman's feet. And then he starts pressing her feet because it has become swollen from the journey. And then he says, oh my beloved mother, sit down. Indeed you are a woman of Jannah. He says, my mother, sit down. You are indeed a woman of Jannah. People would wonder, who is this woman? He would say, my mother after my mother. She taught the woman of the world From the beginning till the ending The last breath of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ummah Iman is there Abu Bakr radiallahu an would later say to Umar radiallahu an, Let's go and visit Ummah Iman Like how Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa would visit her They come to her, she starts crying They say, don't you know that the place Where Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa is by Allah Is much better than this world So why are you crying Ummah Iman she replies, do you think I don't know that? I know where he is, it's much better. But I can tell you one thing. From today, we will never be able to enjoy Jibril alayhis salam coming with wahi. As she says that, they all start crying. She cries, they cry. She was a unique woman in Islam. She was a woman from Habsha. She was a black slave who entered into the house as a slave girl at the age of 11 and 12. A slave girl at the age of 11 or 12 never is given the chance of ta'aleem, of tarbiyat, of nurturing, of education. But what she was, without everything around her, she was able to teach the educated woman of the world who will come even 1,400 years ago that you have not been created to make tea and coffee for somebody else. You have not been created to be serving someone in an aeroplane. You have not been created to be the most smartest woman in the office. You have been created with a unique role in this world. Litaskunu Ileha To be a source of solace for the people who are around you. To be a mother for the children. To be a daughter for a father. To be a sister for a brother. Not to look for others to give you comfort and solace but for you to be the source of solace for others. May Allah make these few words. Let this woman be an inspiration for every mother, every daughter, every sister, every wife, how she stood up to the demands of what she was created for and because of which Rasulullah Wasallam mm-hmm. himself fell at her feet and he decided to start pressing her feet and said, you please sit down now. You are a woman of Jannah. May Allah grant our mothers and our sisters that understanding that we all have some unique role to play in this world. But it doesn't have to be the role that the Western woman want to show. You got a role that pulls the love of Allah and the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Go out to fulfill this role and you will find the day will come when you will just have to look at the sky and as Allah sent water to see to her every need, Allah will send aids from the heavens immediately to fulfill your every need وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين